Sabah al-Yasmin, Sabah al-Khair from Bethlehem. On today's episode, we have a fantastic Palestinian chef uh, from London who's joining us, originally from Jerusalem, Sami Tamimi. Sabah al-Khair, Sami. Sabah al-Nur, Fadi. It's really a pleasure having you with us. You have a lot of great news that's just come up. You you launched your book, Palestine, but I'd like to take you to the beginnings. How did Sami Tamimi okay. start cooking? I started cooking at, um, as a teenager. I always uh, loved uh, this whole kind of cooking and uh, I was very curious about it. And as a kid, I remember kind of sneaking into the kitchen where my mom and aunties will be kind of uh, cooking and I'll be shushed out and five minutes later I'll be back and then shushed out again. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's kind of obvious that I had something kind of this curiosity and then I remember I was 15 or 16 I it was a uh, summer school holiday and I wanted to uh, just make some money to buy a bike bicycle and I went to work in a hotel Atariel Khalil mm-hmm. and uh, I just it's just kind of uh, was so interesting I started as a dishwasher kind of um, cleaning every uh, around and all that running around after everybody and uh, this kind of new world opened to me where you know cooking on a different scale that i'm used to at home and i just wanted to know more and i was kind of trying to learn and see what they do and the head chef basically saw that you know i am quite curious about this so he started giving me little job and this is how the whole cooking started wow Oh, so from your from your fifteen, sixteen year old because of a bike. <laughs> yeah, it's... exactly. And uh, you know, I never went to school to study um, uh, culinary. I I learned it the hard way. I um, I left home quite early. I was seventeen when I left the old city, and I moved to West Jerusalem, where I worked in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess. I did that because I wanted to know more and more. So I, I worked in a Yemeni place and I worked in a kind of Indian place and I worked with the, uh, an old uh, Iraqi couple. So I kind of moved around because I just wanted to learn as much about, you know, it's not just the, 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 the culture, but also the cuisines. Um, I, I ended up in, even in the Notre Dame where French and I didn't like it at all. It was just kind of people. Um, not not my kind of cup of tea because you you know they are so pedant about little things and you know how to cut the potatoes tournée and and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the school I come from. I studied in Paris and I come from the French school of of cooking, which yes, you're right, is, is sometimes very very strict on 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 certain cuttings on certain methods. Um, yeah. it's it's less spontaneous than our cuisine, and, and our cuisine is a bit, you know, when when you talk to your mother or to to your aunt and you say how how did you do this and she says kemsha, which is a handful, or yeah. rasha, which is exactly which is which is more more in our culture. Um, and then and then you went off to London, started cooking in London, and and. Before, before I went to London, I, I, I uh, worked uh, in Tel Aviv for a um, few years 
couple of uh, really good restaurants and then my road ended there because there was nowhere for me to move anymore that you know there isn't progress because i kind of worked in the best place in tel aviv i mean all days you did have all these new restaurants there and uh, it was time for me to leave and go somewhere else and london is kind of the, the choice So just to go back to Palestine, you worked, as you said, with Yemeni, with Iraqi, with, like with different cuisines and Indian, and you discovered that world and with the French. Yeah. But, but then my question is, all that time at home, Sandy was cooking Palestinian, right? I was cooking Palestinian. I was eating Palestinian. Uh, when I was away from home, the Palestinian food connected me to... Um, You know the the place, the people, my family, my heritage, my my um, yearning to food. It was Palestinian, so I was cooking Palestinian all the time. And then when I moved to to London, I realized that actually, why don't I just kind of um, try to combine Palestinian, which is a, a cuisine that I know so well, and other elements to it. And this is how you know my career kind of flourished from from here. And and you've you've used a lot of Palestinian products beautifully and, and differently and and put them forward and and now with Palestine with the book you're recreating some very traditional recipes some very creative recipes you're like combining the, these two things which which is quite fantastic and I think it was needed for the Palestinian kitchen to go beyond hummus baba ghanoush and show the yeah. world that we have so much more so my question when when Sandy was a little boy in the old city. Of Jerusalem, what was the dish he loved his mother or his aunt doing for him the most? Couscous with bandora with basil. So couscous with onion and tomatoes. This is kind of my comfort food, mm. and uh, to the day I do it. I do it at home, where you know I just do it with bulgur now instead of couscous. So couscous, not not maftul. Uh, well. They used to do it at home, and it it looked more like couscous. Okay, with onions with and tomatoes. Onion and tomatoes. You basically, it's like making a a rice, but you you cook a bit of onion and then add uh, fresh tomatoes, and uh, add uh, the couscous. Let it steam in that, and that's it. Right? Wow. Salt and pepper. Wow. And so you still do it today with burgol. I do it with like I add to it um, sometimes kind of sauteed uh, courgettes or um, I fry some bitinjan and add it to that. Sammy, you really become in, in, in the UK and, and worldwide this accomplished chef who's really chosen a very you know, affirmative stance with Palestine. Um, yeah. Did, did this change happen gradually where you felt that what you knew as a cuisine needed, like deserved a book? Or or was it more an affirming like your your, your culinary identity? What was it like? What was the story behind Palestine? The Palestine, it was a book that I always wanted to, to do, but uh, I never had, you know, life gets so busy and you do other things and you, before you know it, you're already 20 years in London. It's, it, it, It's kind of this fast where, you know, we started a company and then opened another place and another place and I was busy doing other things and then I did Jerusalem, the cookbook, and uh, this took off. And then 
after that, I mean, just kind of four years ago, I started thinking, I really want to do this book that I always had in mind to do. And uh, this is how it all started. I mean, the, the Palestine was supposed to be uh, made about five years ago, but because I got ill and I was hospitaled and all that, um, it kind of delayed it for another two years. No, Salamdak, I know. Um... But uh, Palestine is uh, it's a love letter to the place, to the people, to the food. The, the food always kind of... Um, uh, Almost like made the, the the same journey as me, where I kind of never kind of shied away from it or left it kind of behind. It was always with me, and I just wanted to say thank you to you know the place that I came from, um, the people, my family, and the wonderful food that we have. Fantastic! It's it's great. You seem to have a passion for Palestinian breakfasts and. I enjoy seeing what what you do with this, like our basic breakfast, the, the, the yeah, yeah. boiled eggs, the Lebanon, the hummus. Like, is this something when when you were in Jerusalem? Is this something you would like? You know, the, the old city of Jerusalem has all these places that do fantastic cake and fantastic hummus and fantastic falafel. Is this something you would like do on a regular basis? You'd go and have a Hummus at whatever at Abu Shukri or whatever, regardless of the place. I mean, uh, as, a, as a kid, it was uh, very important because you know it's you just have whatever you have. Uh, at the, at, on Fridays, we used to get hummus from Abu Shukri or from another place, and um, it was kind of more ritual thing. Or my mom will do fat day. Um, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, lunch, lunch. I think was more kind of. The, the main uh, celebration than, than breakfast at home. But for me, having a kind of nice, it's almost like a breakfast, lunch, brunch, let's call it, where I just like to have something from childhood. Um, but I don't really think about it this way. I just kind of do it because I like to, to eat it. And I think other people like to eat it as well. It's nice to see the, these meals that get people together and, and as you say lunch is a bit of a celebration it, it, it has taken a long time for Palestinians to to make that difference between our restaurant dishes quote unquote and yeah. tabkhat, our our yeah. cooked meals that we do at home which, which are actually fantastic and and where there's products we, you never use in a restaurant traditionally in Palestine. I mean, things have changed now, but but if I'm talking 20, 30 years ago, and and today they're they're really being put forward. You know, things like akub, things like betinjan uh, batiri, the mahshis. Um, when you came back, because you did you did come back a lot for the book, and yeah. you spent a lot of time here. And that's where we met, and and. You spend a lot of time across Palestine and in all, in all the places. Was there a dish or something that you discovered that you didn't know? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, you talked about Akub. Akub is not really um, something that uh, um, people in Jerusalem eat a lot. So I know it as a stew with meat, but then 
I saw it a couple of times with different, like they, they would cook it with zeit, which is in oil and slow cooked, or with onion, um, or they just add it into a, a scrambled eggs. Uh, that was kind of a revelation for me. But uh, apart from this, I mean, I had, you know, I'm 52 years old. I have such a huge repertoire of Palestinian um, dishes that I had all my life. And um, it was kind of um, just going back and reconfirming all these dishes that I wanted to, to include in the book. Um, there were, I mean, the that Hene Khobez, uh, these tahini kind of pastries. Um, they were kind of new to me because I remember the first time I had them, it was uh, um, in the Armenian monastery in Jerusalem mm-hmm. about 26 years ago. And uh, somehow, you know, silly things like this stay in your head and uh, you kind of brings it back. It's like, why don't we just try this dish again? And I just did it, and it was such a wonderful thing to have. And I included it in the book. It, it's the beauty of, of the diversity of, of Palestine, because we you mentioned the Armenians in Jerusalem. We have such a diverse culture of, yeah. and a very regional culture. You said, Akub, in Jerusalem, people don't eat it, which is true. I mean, things like Leban Jamid, um, the dried yogurt, is eaten yeah. in the south, and if you go north, um, they've never heard of it, or practic- I mean, they, they have heard of it, but they've never, they don't cook it on a regular basis. Um, no. th- and that's what's nice with the book, is, is you do reflect this diversity of, of the country. Yeah. And, and also, you know, uh, what I, I kind of liked about all my visits is uh, people are still kind of, um, I mean, not as many, but people still uh, farming and have... Uh, uh, animal in, in their backyard and they're still doing the really old motherhoods of you know preserving things and cheese and the the, the, the jamid and the, the, all these things and uh, the connection with land is really really strong and you know what comes from the land what you do with it with all the problems that we have around there there's a really really strong sense of um, uh, uh, kind of um, well, like a really connection to the land and to the farming and to uh, seasonality and uh, who's doing what. And they kind of share not just recipes, but also the produce that they, they, that they do. But maybe that's because, as you said, because of the problems, we, we feel we need to preserve this land that's being stolen and we need to preserve our cuisine that's being stolen. Because we, we really see when, I mean, I, I have a problem with seeing others cooking our food and not saying it's ours. Um, whether it's when I see an Israeli chef called Leban Jamid, Israeli Parmesan, or when I see an Israeli chef yeah, cooking yeah. frike and not saying it's Palestinian and trying to claim it's Israeli. Maybe that, that reinforces this like pride with our cuisine and, and wanting to preserve it. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, you're taking... Uh people that uh, farmed their land all their life and they still do and now because there's less and less land they want to protect as much as possible but also they it's not just that it, it's a protection of uh, culture uh, their way of eating their identity does you know um, 
it goes kind of the list that goes on and on and on no i mean the lady that just goes every year and pick up all these wild asparagus and kind of do stuff with it or the other lady that you know um uh, she goes and kind of uh, what's the name for it uh, mm. all these things but, you know it's, it's part of their life and their ritual but also their connection to the land and to preserve it tell me in the old city I, when i was a kid i used to remember in jerusalem i went to school in jerusalem and i used to remember when we walked down babel amud Mm-hmm. Um, there would be all these people, all the farmers coming from the region, yeah. selling their, their stuff. Is it something that that, that you miss in, in London? Uh, very much. I mean, um, here, it's, I mean, it's like any other big city where people are kind of... Uh, um, they, they, um, they don't have the sense of the seasonality, first of all, and also... Uh, the, the the local produce. I mean, you have it probably in Bethlehem in the market, and you go down and just kind of buy whatever in the season, and uh, you know it, it's in the season. And here we are kind of spoiled for choice, and you have things that kind of off season, like having berries or uh, stuff like that in the winter. Or, so you know you, you have all year around produce that it's not seasonal it doesn't taste right you know it comes from like a really far place um, and where we where we come from um, we celebrate also the seasonality so we celebrate if yeah if uh, uh, I don't know like they say what um, the valley it's uh, it's in a season everybody celebrate that. Yeah. And you know you do the best out of it, but also you preserve it for good kind of uh, uh, days where you don't know you 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 you're not gonna be able to get it. Um, so that, that that's I missed that. Yeah. Sammy, thank you very much. I, I one last question. Yes. What next for Sammy Tamim? What's the next project? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, unfortunately, all this happened with with the book, and I was hoping to go around and uh, share the book with uh, with other people um, it's too early I'm still enjoying Palestine and I mean I, I'm, I'm waiting also to come to to Palestine and Jerusalem and uh, give you a copy as well <laughs> but, but also share it with my family and you know the people that I know in Palestine which is you know I'm very proud of it and uh, I'm just concentrating on that now I hope things will, will be well soon and, and you'll come back. Sammy, thank you for, for being with us this morning. It's really fantastic. I hope you stay safe. Thank you. And we, we as you've written Philistine as a love letter to Philistine, we send you a lot of love from Philistine to London. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. And have a lovely day. Thank you very much, Sammy. Thank you, Ferdi. Thank you.